Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on Do Dragons Dream of Scorch Sheep, the party were a little bit split up. Quattro had sent Treble off to go and do something. Stigveld was feeling incredibly hungover and the three of them went to the marketplace try and see if there was any way to cure him. They met a wizard called Odupan, who could could fix Stigveld for a price. They met another wizard called Gruzzle, who shouted very nice things at them, and they went and got their weapons appraised. In the process, Calbo made a deal with Odupan and has got two little spider tattoos on him and instruction to return back in eight days. The party then met back up with Quattro, and they are being led to the crate, which will take them towards the heist. So join us now for part two of our live and in-person recording as Capri, Calbo and Stigveld attempt to steal the heart of Horius. <clears throat> Adventure someday if we roll Fighting for our mortal souls Through mountains high and dungeons deep To dragon stream of skulls So um, you all climb up into the crate and it's kind of hammered shut around you. And Ouch, you... my toe. <laughs> <laughs> you, hear the, you hear the door open and close and then there is silence for a little while. And about an hour later, um, you hear the door open again and then a, a whip and then the cart starts to move. And you hear it kind of, and it kind of wobbles a little bit side to side, and you go over. The, you can feel it's going over the cobblestones. Uh, you get to a point where you can hear people talking all around you. You can't really hear what they're saying; it's just kind of muffled, as if you're going through a crowd of people. Um, you you hear the open the gates in the background, and the sound of a very very large gate opening, and um, the kind of the cobblestones become gravel, um, and then another door opens. And then you hear the horse being unhitched and the horse being let out and the door closes and then it's silent. I think we're here. Anyone for a quick swig of this before we start? Why not? I must admit I'm a bit nervous. (laughs) No. Okay, fair enough. 
So for the first time ever, seeing as we are all together, I have drawn up some maps for us. So I'm going to set those up quickly now. Listen here, you two. I don't know what happened last night, but I'll tell you, you'll never see me in that state again. (laughs) We'll see. Never. Lightweight. (laughs) I used to see the same thing. In a Goliath's time. Don't let that happen very often. I don't think I've seen vomit go that far. (laughs) Or that (laughs) colour. We are impressive, uh, Chandras. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... So as uh, as you kind of break out the crate, you find yourself um, in a darkened warehouse on a wooden platform that's raised up. This is kind of like an the entryway. It is dark, and if someone would like to roll me a um, perception check, you will get an impression of what's going on. I also have dark vision. <laughs> I know you have dark vision. I'm just telling you the lights are off. <laughs> right. Uh, perception. Yeah, I've got good perception, so I'll do that one. Actually, sorry, investigation. It's. Um, I'll do that. Yeah. I have minus one. 21. 21. Okay, so uh, Capri, you kind of like move over to like just just before the steps that would lead you down into the main warehouse itself. You see um, huge kind of like racks of shelves filled with boxes and stuff, but you cannot hear a soul. You are quite confident that you're alone in here. I'm just going to assume I relay everything to the others. Yeah, of Um, course. Guys, I see some boxes. Is it worth uh, having a little rummage? There's nobody else around that I can tell. Yes. Maybe we could wear them on our heads. I heard that's a very <laughs> sneaky way to get around. So, and yes, everyone, the map is out now, and people will be getting up and moving around. So, if people's voices kind of the volume comes in and out of it, it's just because people are moving around the table. Um, and if you look on our Twitter account or in our Discord, you will see the minifigs that I've had made of everybody um, as little presents for them. Which are adorable and detailed. Who made them? Uh, Hero Forge. We got. I, I ordered them through Hero Forge. Uh, so, um, how would you like to explore this place? You have six, uh, eight, eight, eight sets of shelves, a couple of barrels, and in the kind of the northeast corner, there is a kind of a, what would be a small kitchen that hasn't been used in a little while. I should probably stay away from the barrels because I get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't want to Ooh, walk character. into them. Character growth. <laughs> uh, should we just have a little rummage around the kitchen? Yeah. So um, so you kind of walk past kind of three racks of shelves and you reach the kind of the, the kitchen area. There is a, a very long, cold um, stove, fire pit, um, and there is a couple, a couple of kind of tables with very moldy bread on there. You can tell someone hasn't actually been in here for a little while. That possibly that uh, Sidro's collection hasn't expanded in a while, or at least not this bit of it. No cupboards, no cupboards or anything. No, no, no cupboards there. But like I say, you've got you've got the racks of shelving. Yeah, I'll just check check the shelves. Okay, um, can you all roll um, investigation checks? Oh man, I need to roll a big one. Oh, twelve. Capri, you find nothing. Seventeen minus one, sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, fifteen minus one. Um. Stigveld reaches up to a high shelf. I can reach up high. And uh-huh. pull, pulls, out, pulls down a very ornate um, box that he opens up, and inside there is a crossbow. 
And this crossbow, um, there is a there is a little description that comes with it. This crossbow is called the crossest bow, <laughs> and this was submitted to us by Smashes Clear. <laughs> and Stigvel picks it up and just I, it was already loaded and prepped to go, which is a really bad way to hold your firearms. But he accidentally hits the trigger, and you hear fuck. <laughs> but not through any of yous from the crossbow. Oh, what? <laughs> and the, 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 the this is a crossbow oh, that hell? that every time it fires, it swears. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Alan Smashius. <laughs> what the hell was that? I suggest we keep him, but let's not use it whilst we're in here. Don't need so, any foul language. I don't want to alert anyone to our presence. I'll just put, put this away for now. I'll have someone look at it later, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Calbo, you find a sword, but it's just, it's just a normal sword. Um, but it looks in pretty good condition. It might be worth some money. Great, I'll put this in my backpack. Excellent. So, in the uh, Capri, you can see in the northwest corner of the map there is a set of stairs with a locked gate on them. Wait, can we search everything? Can we have a look in the barrels as well? You can have a look in the barrels, yeah. Yeah, let's have a look in the barrels. Roll me investigation check. You never know. Just found a decent crossbow. Be a massive fucking rat in there or something like that we have to fight. <laughs> 14. 14, and roll me again because there are two barrels. <laughs> Three, so two. <laughs> two. In one barrel, you find some all right smelling wine. It's nothing posh, it's just wine. Mm. Yeah, you have this. In in the other barrel, you, you you open it up and you find that the wine has been drunk by a very large engorged rat that is sleeping it off. I'm just going to close the lid on this one. Wait, I want to take that wine and put it in my backpack. Yes, you can have the, you can have the wine. It's Thanks. fine. I don't want it. We really aren't using encumbrance, are we? That you can just fucking throw a barrel of wine in your backpack. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a bottle, not oh, a whole barrel. Oh, sorry. Never mind, I'll leave it. I thought I thought that for whatever reason in my head I was like Can I search the barrels? Oh it's a bottle. <laughs> no, I, thought, I thought you put bottles in the barrel. Why is bottles in the barrel? I don't the know. Barrels of wine. I'll just take a quick sip then and we'll move on. So Capri dunks a ladle in, downs it, and then carry, carries on. Nice little and, vintage. And put, uh, yeah, so there are, there are a set of stairs in the northwest corner with a locked gate over them. Uh, what's all this sort of round here? They um, they are more more uh, there are more racks of shelving. They are filled with kind of boxes, but not necessarily anything of any importance to you. You see things like um, just various trinkets and oddities, um, things referred to as an ark. Um, religious iconography, stuff that you, stuff that you would assume that Sidro might be interested in having, but might not do him well socially to have displayed, as in stolen shit. Can we not steal some of this and sell it? That's what I was thinking. Find a is it a fender, a vendor. Well, the thing is, you would also need to find the right kind of vendor. You would need to find a fence who can sell this illegal yeah. shit. And so, if if you want to look at that kind of stuff, um, that can be something that you can pick up on the way out. Because bear in mind, you are here for a very specific item. Oh, I know. I'm just seeing if there's anything that might look expensive. Mm. Okay, put it this way: I haven't prepared that. 
Right, I guess we'll go to the staircase then. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, guys. Shh. So the, 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 the stairs are pretty open, but it's there. There is kind of like a metal grating all the way around it, with a, a metal gate on it, with a paddle. Can I just use uh, do a perception check? Yeah. Just mis- uh, invest- investigation. Investigation. Check. Just make sure there's no one around. Eleven. Eleven. You can't hear anybody. Mm. I can't hear anyone, but I suggest we do this quietly. How about we use one of those lockpicks on this gate? Have a cake, anybody? These are nice. <laughs> oh, zoom as well. Um, my portion lasts forty-eight hours. You say your portion lasts an hour. Hour. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Before I, I use the lockpick. Why does it? Fall? No, <coughs> that was his thing. Can I check it for any kind of magic? Yeah, do an arcana check. Nine. Nine. Can't tell anything magical about it. It's a gate. The lock. The lockpick. Yeah, well, let's try the lockpick. And just pull it off. Can if you want. Do it quietly, though. Well, I'll tell you what, Stigvel. Rule a stealth check. Because we know you'll be strong enough to do it. It's whether you do it quietly. <laughs> it's up to you guys. What, do you want to use one of the lockpicks or just me pull it off? <laughs> I wonder if there's any, I don't think there's any spells I can use either. Can you say there's no one around? How big is... Well... I don't know if there's anyone... It, that, yeah, but it might make an almighty clatter. And we didn't notice anyone, but my roll wasn't that high, so I might have just not noticed. Best you choose um, one of your lockpicks. Yes. Be on the safe I've got, side. I've got five, so... Just we have to do the mini-game with the little <laughs> lockpick and turn with a screwdriver. And that was quite a long time, though, isn't it, in D&D? Yeah, it is. So I might as well take this potion now. Okay, so roll a dexterity check for me, uh, Candy, and that will be your lock picking. So you'll, you you will use one lock pick. Fifteen. Fifteen. You put you put the lock pick in, and you turn turn gently, 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 gently click, and the lock opens. And as you pull the tool out, it snaps. So I you, think we can assume that will probably happen every time. So let's be careful with these lockpicks. Yeah, so you open that and the gate opens silently. It's well-oiled, as if people come up and down here all the time. Um, do you go down? I think, yep. Let's yeah, get, let's get out. Right, okay, so you head down and we get the next map out. Okay, so you come, you, you, you come down the steps and you appear on a mezzanine balcony. The mezzanine balcony is it's a it's a large room. It's about the same size as the uh, warehouse that was above you. You see uh, paths that basically go all the way around the edge. In the centre is a um, a giant, very opulent, probably slightly sharp uh, chandelier illuminating the ballroom below. Um, around the edges of the room are a mix of kind of bookcases, display cabinets, paintings, and there are also eight kind of Statues of skeletons, which are kind of held, held held up as if they were as if they were former soldiers. They are, they are holding weapons, but it's just, everything looks incredibly decorative. How is the chandelier being held up? Being held by a chain to the ceiling above you. So just yeah, okay. Uh, can I investigate or do an arcana check on the skeleton soldiers? Yes, roll me an arcana check. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, they're magically petrified. And there are eight of them. Okay. What's he bringing out here? That chandelier might come in handy in that fight. 
<laughs> Ideally, we won't get into a fight with them. I know, at all, but <laughs> <laughs> the odds are generally that we'll be in a fight. They don't look menacing at all. They're clubs and axes and... <laughs> so yes, there are, there are eight skeletons that are posed with weapons um, kind of around the inner edge of the mezzanine balcony. They are inactive. They are very still. Nothing glowing in them. They just exist as skeleton statues, right? I suggest we're careful of them. Yes. Try right. to look out for traps that might set them off. Yes, absolutely. Uh, how's the... So the chandelier is illuminating. Is it illuminating the top of the room as well so we it, can see quite well? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's lit here um, and you can also kind of see kind of below and you can see in the centre of the ballroom below there is a little plinth with a glowing object on it. That looks like the prize, boys. It can't be that easy, surely. Mm, yes. We've got a bag of dirt we can switch it out with. <laughs> <laughs> I like your thinking... Something isn't right here. There's no one guarding this. Is there anything else in the room, did you say? Um, so around the edges of the mezzanine balcony, there are a mixture of kind of uh, bookcases, display cases. There are paintings, um, some of which incredibly pornographic. The kind you couldn't show in high society. Um, but yeah, uh, the there is kind of like, like an op- opulent red and gold leaf carpet all the way around it. Um, but otherwise, it is perfectly still and perfectly silent. Is there any any kind of investigation that I can do just generally to like towards the whole room, or does it have to be a bit more focused in a particular area? Um, I would say, I mean, given that the, the map is split into four quarters, I would say you could probably do a quarter of the room at a time. Yeah, I'll uh, do an arcana check. Can I? Yeah, or- do an arcana check. 24, and that's for the quarter that we're in at the moment. Okay, so in front of the two skeletons that you can see, you get the feeling that there is like a... It's almost like a magical wire leading from them to the wall. That that way? Yeah. You've no reason to believe it's not the same for the other six. Right. Hang on, so how do we... We're at the same level, right? You've You've gone one level down. No, but they, oh, you're at the same level as the skeletons, yeah. Or at the same level as the, oh, the, the... skeletons. And you, as you look over the mezzanine balcony, you're like, at eye level for you, Stigveld, is the chandelier. How uh, how high is the wire? Um, ooh, It would be about six inches off the ground. So it's trip-wise, then. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, yeah you, 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 you need to get to the southeast corner of the map. But, I mean, if it's only six... If the trip-wires are only six inches inches off the ground... We could probably just step over it. <laughs> you met Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, th- those would be dexterity checks. Tell you what, if any bloody sneaking. Well, I've got plus that four portion. dexterity. <laughs> well, bear in mind they're magical tripwires. And Calvo, I don't think you have the magical ability to perceive them. Uh, how would I know that? What's your intelligence score? Um, minus one. Okay, mine's, mine's minus one. Yeah, I'm not a clever man. But you, you also have your your stealth serum. They're not physical wires. No, but still, like, how would um how how low down how high up is the mezzanine? Mezzanine is about seventy feet up. That's really high. Mm-hmm. 
really, really high. It's really, really high. It's a fucking ballroom below you. I know, but that's like... Bear in mind the opulence of this place. Um... Think of th- th- think think of this building as like what used to be the grand hall. Mm. And also, I'm not letting you just jump off. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next question. Well, a rope is fifty feet. It is. Could, is. Can I look up and see what the ceiling is? If there's any sort of thing that we could hook onto or clamber off of on the ceiling. Says looking at the actual ceiling. <laughs> yeah, um, there are there there are wooden beams across the ceiling, which is uh, which are slightly below the roof, so to speak. So if you if you imagine like the the, the kind of the beams in a church or something like that, um, you would be able. They they're not there's not enough space between the beams and the ceiling for you to like stand, but there is enough space for you to like if you are clever enough with a rope to hook onto it. I mean, the the smart thing is would be to try and rope down to not risk mm. like setting off the skeletons but it's too it's still you've only got 50 feet of rope and it's a 70 foot drop the chandelier will support all of your weights incidentally one at a time though but we'll have to tie two ropes together yeah I was going to say we've all got rope I've got plus four acrobatics as well you could also like try and investigate and see if there's a way to turn off the skeletons I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> that seems like the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, ba, 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 um, I'm not doing it. <laughs> What's well, it? Investigation again? Yeah. I'll do it. Twelve. Twelve. Okay, now roll me Arcana. Seventeen. Seventeen. In the northeast corner of the map, um, in one of the cases... You can you sense some powerful magic from a glass orb. Right, should we sneak up? Still have to go over it. No, the northeast. Oh, um, this is the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, you don't have to walk in front of any of the skeletons to get to the case. Such a um, it's a helpful gadget. Unless we touch the orb and it sets them all off. <laughs> well, we can still do a now kind of check when we get there. Yeah. So, Capri, you walked over towards it. You're in front of the the, the orb. It's a it's 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 a very small orb. It's almost it's only just a little bit bigger than a marble. But you get this really powerful magic thrum coming from it. Oh, I think we should investigate this. So, roll me a another Arcana check. Throbbing orb. Twenty three. Twenty three. You pick up the orb and you see all eight of the skeletons lift slightly ah and then you put it back down on the shelf and they go back to the position they were originally in okay so if this controls their movement if I were to smash it try it yeah I will try that smash it smash it quietly (laughs) (laughs) crush it Sigveld, crash the stone. So if uh, you, you you smash it quietly, and the uh, the four on the north half of the map collapse into dust, so you are left with four at the bottom. Excellent. Great work. Presumably, then the orb for the other ones is at the other side, but we still need to 
we're going to have to walk past two of them to get to it. Yeah, so in the so the south half of the map, you still have four skeletons remaining, um, and the because you've encountered this thrum, you are familiar that there is now. In, you can feel the other thrum. There, I'll give you that one for free. So, can I direct somebody if somebody wants to jump? Across, would they be able to jump from where they are to the chandelier to the other side, or is it too far? Um, Gabo, what's your acrobatics? Or I think it said the plus four on your acrobatics. Yep, Gabo can make it. Off you go then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Calbo, we'll we'll assume Calbo will move to the closest point to the chandelier. Roll me an acrobatics check. <laughs> uh, Twelve. Twelve. You just make it. <laughs> you, you, you leap from the edge and you, and, and you grab onto the chandelier and kind of like <laughs> close the side of it and it swings wildly in the direction. Watch this! <laughs> and it, 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 it clatters and clanks and you, just, you see the skeletons just kind of fizz for a second but they don't get up or start moving. They just... Something's away you're here. So, as you climb back up, you've got another jump to make. Okay. Here we go. 24. Fucking hell. Those <laughs> dice from Sergeant Story are helping you out tonight, aren't they? It's just backflips across the... Yeah. <laughs> <from her>. yeah. <laughs> backflip, backflips, lands with a cartwheel, and then just does a little bow, spreading his hands out. Ta-da! <laughs> well done. And when you say ta-da, the skeletons throw them a little. <laughs> Be quiet, you idiot. So, <laughs> the thing is now, though, Capri is on the other side of the of the room and not in any place to investigate. So, Calbo is going to have to do an arcana check. Mm. You'd be on mine. E20. E20. <laughs> 18. <laughs> oh, oh. Minus one, 17. 17. You can feel so ma- cocky. You can. <laughs> Thank you, Sergeant Story, friend of the show. <laughs> Literally, where you landed, you can f- you can feel that that thrumming that um, Capri mentioned. You look you look at the shelf and you can see a marble that I is glowing th- red. I found a marble. It's glowing red. <laughs> As you shout that back to them, the skeletons wake up. Oh, you... Quiet. Idiot, you idiot. And they all turn to look at you. Hello. <laughs> Smash it quickly. Uh, what do I do? Just an uh, action? What am I doing? No, you don't have to do an action. You just need to tell me what you're going to do with it. I'm going to smash the fuck out of that marble. Okay, how do you smash it? Put it on the ground and stamp on it. Excellent. <laughs> Poor skeletons... Like, just look really confused. You're as confused as a skeleton can look before they turn into dust. I thought it meant then they look really confused at you because, yeah, they're wondering why you're smashing this up. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for avoiding a fight. You bastards. <laughs> so, you're alone now. Let's cut down. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Well, the thing is, you, Stig, can see the stairs. Stigveld cannot see them because they are behind something. So you need to work out how to open up the path uh, to the stairs. Okay, so we need to figure out how to get down where we need. There must be some stairs somewhere. Or is there a ladder? Anyone see anything? What can I see from my side? Anything? 
Um, roll me an investigation check, Galbo. A lot of dice rolls here. I'm determined to feed you a natural one. <laughs> uh, ten minus one is nine. Nine. You, you, you're looking around, you're kind of pressing at books and anything, but just nothing's happening and you're just getting a little bit annoyed with yourself right now. After having such a brilliant leaping jump, <laughs> you're like... Mm. These are just books. There's no hidden switch here. Capri, you go down that side. I was going to say, I've already, go down this side. I've already investigated the quarter I'm in, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, you investigate that. Nothing else of interest to you there right now. Yeah, I'm going to like pitter-patter around to the same quarter that Calbo's in. Calbo's in, so yeah, so down to here. Okay, so Stigveld, roll me investigation first. What is mine? I think it's a minus one, isn't it? Uh, yes. 18. 18. Uh, you find a gold and jewel encrusted dagger, and there is a note next to it that says it's a dagger from High Dawn. Oh, this is from High Dawn. This thieving, thieving bastard. The, uh, what, we shouldn't what? leave our lands. Two, two of the jewels in, in the hilt are the black stone from the Forbidden Mountain. Hence it's, why it's hidden here. Isn't your axe from Hydor? Uh, no. No. So, Capri, now we had to leave everything behind. <laughs> uh, look at this, Calvo. Remember the, uh, remember the dream we were shown? Remember that dark, yes. dark stone on the mountain? That's in right. this dagger, Raja Sain is selling this across the world. This is sacred to our land. I swear when I get back there, I'm going to tear his head off. Yes, we will return these items to the homeland. Anyway, have you found anything, Capri? Yeah, so roll me investigation. Ten. Ten. You, you... You touch at a, um, at a bootcase and... You, you don't know why, but this one just doesn't look right to you. Uh, can I do an arcana check on that one, then? Yeah, you can do an arcana check. 21. 21. You look straight down at a book that is marked Sidro Goodson's Brilliance. Can I just give it a little... You just give it a little tap. Just a little tap. A little tap. You just, just touch your finger to it. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. And the um and the bookcase disappears in front of you. Guys, I found and it. it. And it op- op- opens it opens a door to a very narrow set of stairs that are there is no light coming from them. It's a bit cold and it's a bit damp, but it they do go down. Guys, this way. Hold on. Let's go. Don't fucking fall down them for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, don't suggest that. I will make you all roll dex checks. <laughs> you know, like cartoon when they're bouncing down, like, ah, uh, uh, like Peter Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Map change. Map change. All the goodies today. As you, as you come down the stairs, you come to a room you did not expect. Because you come to a very small dungeon. What the- and in this inset dungeon, there are eight cells, seven of which are open, one of which is closed. In the center of the room, there is a, a small wooden raised platform with a couple of um, stretching racks, um, those X-shaped things that hold people up, like um, almost like a crucifix, but in an X-shape. I can't remember what they're called. Uh, and a guillotine. Um, and... It is dead silent in here. Uh, I'd like to roll for investigation again, please. Yep. 
19. 19. I'll put your pieces around. So for a 19, you discover in one of the cells there is another person. Who are you? What are you doing in here? And she kind of like moves out this, the view of the door into the darkness. We don't want her to make a racket. Um, can I charm? Can I use charm person? I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, then. <laughs> is it more that uh, you don't need to? Just, you have a person that is stuck in a cell who has just, doesn't know away. who you are. Okay. Um, I'm just worried that she's going to make a racket and draw attention to the place if we piss her off, though. Do you say, what well, she was a creature or something? What was A human. Yeah. Why are you in here? Who are you? So we start to walk away. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're not. You're not one of Sidron's Cid- men, are you? No. Sidro. Sorry. Yeah, I always get his name wrong. I need to pick names I can remember. You certainly aren't. We're here on a a, a job mission for God. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Can you um? Possibly help me. I will have something of value. What can you offer us? I, Why should we trust you? I'm in a cell. That's not usually the sign of someone that wants to hurt you. Could be a murderer. Um, true, but I'm a cleric. Okay. Why are you in this cell? I was caught in the mezzanine. I The skeletons came for me and then a guard came down and they, they caught me and... I just, I just, just needed to get it, but they, they, they put me down here. Get what? Something important to me. Which is? I can, I can explain it. It's of great value, and it's something I only need to use once. And after that, you can have it. It might be useless after one use. No, trust me. It is. It is. It is more than useful. What do you need it for? Are you aware of of the god Thre- uh, Threetal? No, no. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm the last of his followers. My, everyone I know was killed. It was a great injustice, and this item can help me undo that. What will he use it for? To bring my friends and family back to life. Oh, that never sounds like a good thing. Most importantly, is there anything you can do about spidery curses on my friend's head? <laughs> she, what spidery curses? And she looks to you, Carbogans. I may not be able to do it, but I can share a prayer with Threetal for you. He might be able to help. There's no harm in trying, right? Can. Listen here, we've got a job to do, and I can help. You're not in a position to. <laughs> To barter here, what can you help us with? How can you help us? Uh, I I know healing magic. Mm. Anything else? Um, I I can give you money. Hmm. Interesting. And she she points like she points her finger through the bars um, at the stretching rack. My my pack is on there. There was three hundred gold in it. If you if you can leave me with fifty gold to get some food, you can have it if you let me out. Could just, could just take it all. 
<laughs> Good one. Being awkward now. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, she, um, she turns to you, Capri, goes, y- your friend isn't very nice. Yes, I know, but he's all... We just put up with him. Can I do an arcana check on her bag? Yeah, sure. Bloop. Oh, dear. Six. Six. The bag, some gold, there's a mace in there, that's it. Right, well, it doesn't seem like there's any sus- anything suspicious in the bag. What do you two say? Should oh, I feel like and- another hanger-on is going to just get in the way, but she could be useful. How good are you at sneaking? Clearly not very good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that I haven't heard any voices in about six days. I don't think sneaking is something you need to worry about at this point. Um, they, 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 they came and they left me some bread and then they just went away. And I think they were intending to leave me here to die. I have a question. You just asked one. Can I ask another? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I that you actually asked a question. I just wanted to make that guy. Um, if this thing is so valuable, why is there no one around? To look to guard it. You would have to ask Sidro that. I don't know how his operation works. I do know that no one is let in here other than some very trusted people. Something's very off. But I say, let's take her with us. Mm. Is there yes. any any kind of investigation? W- would it be a perception check to see if she was lying? Insight. Yeah, insight. you can roll an insight check. Yeah, I might as well. 17. 17. She's telling the truth. She has no reason to lie to you, and you can't tell. You don't have any impression that she's lying to you. <sighs> she, she's not lying. I suppose she could be some use to us. Yes, but I suppose. Just be quiet on your feet. Would be very. Uh, would it be very honourable of us to just leave someone here to die? Would it? They've not deserved it. Okay, you, I'll break you, you out. Mm. I take you. Just pull the door open. Yep. Pull the door open. It makes a little bit of a clang that echoes slightly, but it's not loud enough that anyone would care. And three till, uh, not three till. Um, she she kind of jumps out and she just hugs around around your waist, and you see she has um kind of very dark hair that's kind of it's greasy because she's been kind of stuck here for a while. It's kind of pulled into a ponytail. Got very soft features, blue eyes. She's just a human, um, about average height, quite slim. Um, and as soon as she's finishes hug, hugging you, Stigveld, she kind of runs o- runs over to the um stretching rack where her pack is, and you see her kind of swing it over and then also she runs over to another cell where her armor is and she puts on her plate armor which you would think is quite noisy but actually she is so um so used to moving in it it's almost like a second skin to her it doesn't really make much noise with her moving thank you thank you thank you so much um my, my name is Millicent I am eternally grateful for your for your assistance and three till bless you you must be hungry here's a java cake Oh, thank, thank you, thank you, um, thank you, Millicent. Stickfell just rubs his thumb, thumb against his fingers, and she reach, reach, reaches into reaches into her pack and she pulls out a coin purse, and she just like kind of you see it count out like fifty gold back into her own pack, and she throws the pouch at you. Yeah, good. Right, if we're done making friends, shall we move on? Yes, please. The the what I require is upstairs, but I will help you. F- do whatever you need to do first. Yes. Yes, you will. Um, okay, okay. So should we head south to the stairs? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, let's have a 
look around the dungeon first. Okay. I always have a look around. If I've learned anything from previous ones where we've just buggered off out of a room and... Okay, so Stigveld, roll me investigation. A lot of investigation checks tonight. One. One. <laughs> We're still you, in the dungeon. <laughs> you, you look around and think to yourself, this is a mighty fine dungeon. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you, the four of you appear out in the ruined ballroom. Out, it, You can see the ceiling is like so high, 70, 80 foot high above you. You can see the... Um, the chandelier that uh, Calvo so expertly <coughs> skipped over above and it's still kind of raining down a bit of dust. Um, in front of you, there is a kind of a slightly raised section with like kind of two steps down, which would have been kind of where people kind of walk towards the band area at the front. In the middle of that, there is a plinth with a glowing object. Beyond that is where you would have an orchestra sitting for it and there is a statue of a dragon. The object on the plinth is raised up about, you know, head height for anybody. It is it is a marble heart. So it is rough, roughly in the shape of a heart. It's very crude, very, like, imagine a very crudely crafted marble heart. And it's just kind of pulsing gently, but doesn't look particularly dangerous or suspicious or anything like that, but it is just sat in the middle. And it is directly underneath the chandelier. Okay, um... Can I approach it and do a good old investigation check, please? And a uh, probably an arcana as well. Well, uh, roll me one or the other. Um, investigation. Okay. Eleven? Eleven. Uh, you kind of look around it, you poke your head side to side. It is not trapped. You can't see any evidence of any kind of uh, weight trap or anything on it like that. It just exists in the middle of this room. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad yes 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I think this is it, guys. Should we grab it? Just one moment. Hold on, Chandelier is directly above. Do you want to do you want to roll an investigation check that Calvo? Also. 16. 16. There is no link between the chandelier and the um uh the heart. You can see a chain leading from the ceiling above the chandelier that leads down towards a, a hook on the east side of the room. Just be careful. What's that in the center? That is, um, uh, Millicent kind of pips up and says, that's something that they talk about a lot. I believe it's the heart of something or other. Yes, that's it's, what we know. The, 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 guards, the guards come past and the, the, it, it seems that their orders are to be that people do not get anywhere near this thing. No, not that. The thing on the plinth, sort of dragon. Roll an investigation, Jack. I don't trust. You catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh? <laughs> 14. 14. The statue of a dragon. Mm. It is... Keep an eye on that. It, it, it is large. It does not look like the biggest... It does not look to the size of dragons that you've heard in lore. Um, I take it I don't recognize it. No, you don't You don't recognize any particular legendary dragon or anything like that. It is just a statue of a dragon. So does that mean it's there's no magic associated with it, or would I then have to do a arcana? You would, have, you would have to do an arcana check. I'll do an arcana check then, please. Okay. Seven. It's a statue. Damn it. That wasn't a good roll, was it? Right. I suggest that we get this and get out of here as quick as possible. It's not a bad statue. <laughs> a bit crude. I suggest that Calbo and Stigveld stand between me and the dragon statue. Don't trust that dragon statue. No. And then I'm going to grab the heart of Horus and I want uh, Millicent to stay where she is okay I've got this feeling of this Raiders of the Lost Art moment that is <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. and we fucking run <laughs> okay it can't have been this easy mm, that's why I think you should both stand there whilst I grab it ready for action why don't you stand there and I'll grab the heart because no um I know the most magic here. If it's a cursed item, I'll be the best equipped to deal with it. Um, so I'm just going to grab it. So as you put your hands on the heart, you f- you feel an intense headache come upon you and you feel a ringing in your ears. Ah, ow! And your vision goes black and you see um, flashes of memories. Whoa. And you see a house in the mountains. <sighs> you see... You, you see yourself look down and your hands are pale, white, and human. The fuck? You see a child with brown hair, blue eyes, and it's a little girl. A man runs towards you, calls you sister, and runs to the child and picks her up and she yells daddy. You see the house on fire. You see the smoke forming into a creature, a dark creature with glowing eyes. You see the man's soul being sucked from him and his body deteriorating in front of your eyes. You have the memory of grabbing this child and running and running and screaming. You hear a, th- you feel a thud, and there is a scream in the distance from the girl. The world is on its side. You see a circle with three triangles. You fade to black. 
and then you see Proserpine's face in front of you, and then the headache stops, and you come back to the waking world. <laughs> God, God. You okay? A <sighs> pre. I'm okay. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Nothing happens. Let's just something go. happened. It's fine. Let's just carry on with this. Millicent says, "Come on, we need to go. We need to go." As the door behind you crashes shut. And the statue starts to crack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the pet, and the petrified dragon, if Capri had rolled high enough, starts to come to life. Cause it does, you bastard. Yeah, you can play your dragon's quest battle music. <laughs> no, it's the dragon oh, that that. To, you should have to run away. Oh, look at him. Wow, what look a handsome that. boy. And you are facing off against a young copper dragon. And the... It, the everything, everything... Don't you look Google what a young copper dragon is. I'm not. I'm Googling my notes. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the stone around it starts to crack and kind of shave off and it's kind of starts to move its shoulders and the wings spread up and stone flies everywhere and it lets out a terrible howl. And it... And Capri, your head still hurts <laughs> as you kind of put the put the heart of Horus in your pack, and um, the the room begins to rumble as it roars. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to roll for initiative because you're in a fight now. Oh, right, Tiamat. 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 Tiamat's a shop I've been to. Six. Thank fuck. Still, you still need to fight. You just down the list. <laughs> oh. And I know from... I knew when he had that dragon there. It's like, we're definitely fighting that. I'm honestly amazed none of you looked in, in the box that's been sat on the bench for this entire time. <laughs> you didn't see that there was a dragon <laughs> model in there. That's <laughs> cheating. Would... Millicent got a five, so she's after three. Um, Stig, did you roll initiative? Oh, oh you're no, after Millicent. Oh, hang on, sorry, it's four plus um, two, six. Right, okay, so... Um... Just, just, just uh, roll again against Millicent and we'll see who gets higher. You both got the same. 19. Okay, so it's uh, Stigveld and Millicent. Always the big guy. And three. Nine. Uh, and you are before Capri and after the dragon. Oh, everyone will go on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know from getting that axe appraised that he does acid damage, so watch out. Yes. <laughs> you got a TikTok video. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> hey, guys. Coming to you live. Random TikTok while we're about to have a fight. Okay, so <laughs> the, the, the dragon has kind of shook off all the stone from itself. And it roars and it screams and it looks down upon the people that it just, it, as far as it's concerned, it's been petrified for however long. It's just suddenly appeared in front of people. It's angry. It's mad. And it wants to deal some fucking damage here. Um, it's acid, right? Yeah. And so I assume that we can attack him. Would he be? Would he count as a casualty? Why? Uh, just because we were told not to kill anything, but I, I'm going to assume... You're, you, the door is shut behind you and you're about to be attacked we by We have to kill dragon. the dragon, otherwise yeah. we die. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> just making sure. Technically, it's not a guard that you've snuck up on and stabbed in the in the neck. Yeah, that's what I just wanted to clear up. <laughs> I've got a spell that I want to use, but I don't think it's going to work. Although they'll probably notice that the statue's gone by the end of the fight when they see what happens afterwards. We'll be long gone. 
<laughs> so the dragon is God going damn to. Damn it! <laughs> I should remember. There's a bloody potion that I wanted to buy, and I can't remember the bloody name of it. It would have helped me. In there. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so the dragon is going to start his turn. He's going to move towards. Um... What's a dragon roll? Oh, I. The dragon rolled 11. He's going to move towards Calbo and he's going to try and bite. Go straight for the dragon guy. And that is a 24 to hit. That might have hit. That might, that might, that might have hit. So uh, he is... Hit is... 2d10. And he hits... It and he just bites down for 9 damage on you, Calbo. nasty. Wow, this is going to be tough. Glad I left my uh, armor on. And uh, as, as as he as he as he kind of bites down, he, le- he leaps up. There's a bit of blood coming from his teeth, and he roars towards Stigveld. And that's the end of his turn. Is it my turn now? Uh, yes, it's no, it's Calbo's turn. Well, I clearly want to attack this fucker. Okay, go for it. Give me an attack. Twenty. What you fucking hit him? Well done. <laughs> 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 These dice are <laughs> someone else. Okay. Well, uh, give me give me some damage then. Fucking hell, one plus three, four. <laughs> <laughs> this gonna be a long fight. <laughs> okay. I have two attacks now, don't I? And yeah, I can do. use bonus stuff as well. Yeah. So, do you want to roll the second attack? One, you fucker. <laughs> okay, so you, you you swing your quarter quarter staff and you kind of catch the edge of his tail and just like crumple a couple of um, scales and then you swing it back in the other direction you miss him entirely okay I'd like to use a bonus action though yep and I want to come back with a unarmed strike attack okay which is six plus oh no six that misses isn't it that, yeah even with your bonus you're not going to hit him in an armor class yeah, I'll leave it at that Right, okay, so um, do you want to do any movement or anything? Uh, yeah, preferably move out of the way. Okay, which direction do you want to go? Um, just back a bit, just to give me some space as I've obviously just taken a big hit. Right, okay, so we move you 20 feet back. Uh, Capri, it is your turn now. Um, I'd like to use Frostbite on him, and you need to make a constitution saving throw of 14. Ooh. Uh... Serving. He gets a. This is con. Three plus six, nine. So he fails that. And in that case, uh, damage of three. Just three damage. Yeah. Okay. So you 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 reach you reach out with your hand and ice fires forward out out of your hand, and you see the the edge of his wings kind of like frost up slightly, but it doesn't really do a lot to him. I don't do three damage. I don't know. I got a. It was two d six, and I got two and a one. <laughs> yes. Um, Stigveld, you are a. <laughs> Call that a raw. This is a raw. He goes into rage. Ooh, rage time! <laughs> Angry Stigveld. Mm. So, um, twenty plus natural twenty plus seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, that definitely hits. <laughs> I assume that's with the axe, yeah? Uh, oh, yeah, always with a great axe. That's the, heavy, the one that deals the most. Okay, so, 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 so give me the high. Uh, is it a D8 or a D12? Your 
12. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. So give me some give me some of that sweet, sweet damage. Um a six. Six six in total. Yeah, six in total. Okay. So you swing wildly and you ca- you catch kind of as it's. Oh hang on, sorry. Eight. Six plus two on melee damage. Oh, there we go. Rage. Yeah. So you swing you swing you swing wildly and you, you kinda of catch the the knuckle on his fr- one of his front claws and kind of bluish blood kind of spurts everywhere. Nice. Okay, and <coughs> I would like... Oh, I should have gone to... Right, I've got... I'll have another go. Plus. Yeah, 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 go for another attack, yeah. I have to roll d20 again, don't I? Yep, roll another d20. Oh, that is uh, 12 together. 12 altogether. You, you'll miss with that one. So again, you just you just swing, and this time this time the dragon kind of pulls its, its foot out of the way, and you, you and you miss it, and it roars back at you. Ah. Your beard is kind of pushed over your shoulder with that roar. Um, it is now Millicent's turn, um, and right, Millicent, where is her character sheet? So Millicent, being a cleric, she is all up with the magics, so she's going to move closer to Capri. She'll move 20 feet forward to Capri. Uh, and she is going to cast... Right, she is going to cast Bless on all three of you. So by casting Bless at the first level, um, she's going to use that. And that means on any attack roll going forward, you can you can roll an extra d4 if you miss. So it's basically like Bardic Inspiration. Uh, and that lasts a minute, so that will last for the next 10 turns or so. Uh, whenever time is attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, target can roll d4. So yeah, so this this will last for ten turns. So this is as many times as you need to use it. So what is it? Sorry, I missed. So um, if you so it's basically like bardic inspiration, but just carries on. It's not like a, a one-off. All right. Okay. So for the next ten turns, if you make an attack roll and you miss, you can roll okay. an extra d4 right. to add to it. Take this, take this, take this. It'll help you. And she she, she reaches reaches up with her mace and just like. White energy dispersed from it, and you all feel a little bit invigorated. Oof. I like really inspirated. Thanks. Inspirated, yeah, you're the inspirated Goliath again. Um, <laughs> feels, feels kind of funny in my tubby. <laughs> it's going to be sick again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might kill the dragon. <laughs> I'll just projectile vomit over it. <laughs> um, and we are now moving back to the dragon. Who um, is now very much focused on Stigveld? Oh, of after course, he is. Well, after, after <laughs> you've managed to, you know, t- take a bit of health off him, um, and he is going to use, um, he's going to use slowing breath on you. So the dragon exhales gas in a thirty-foot cone. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC fourteen Constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature can't use reactions, and speed is halved, and it can only make one attack in a turn. So you need to roll a d20 and hope you get above 14, depending on what your con modifier is. Uh, so your con save is... You get plus three on it, so you basically need to get an 11 or higher. You get a natural one. Yes. <laughs> so the, Jesus. The, the dragon bows its head right in front of you and this kind of blue gas emits from its mouth and you feel sluggish and slow and pulled back. And then he's going to move towards the group. What's that, what's that going to do to me? Am I 
out with my next turn or something. No, no, no. It's so on a failed save. The creature can't use reactions. Its speed is halved, and it can't make more than one attack in a turn. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> Absolute fucker. <laughs> and these effects last for one minute. But at the end of each of your turns, you can repeat the saving through. So if you get above a con 14, you break out of the spell. All right, okay. So I was about to add a little bonus on that gave me more attacks. <laughs> You can't put that on now. No, I won't waste it. Um, Calbo, it's your turn. Uh, okay, I went to attack. Yeah. Um, with my breath weapon, please. Oh, breath weapon. Okay. What are we doing for that then? Uh, gonna roll. I've got a fifteen-foot range. Yeah. So I need to roll. Um, it says twelve dex. What does that mean? That's a, that's a dex saving throw. So I have to roll twelve. Uh, okay. Over twelve. So he got an eight. So the dragon got an eighteen on the deck saving throw, which means the damage is halved, I believe. On the natural one. Well, you didn't need to roll anything, so you're fine. Okay, oh, good. good. We'll let that roll go. Breath weapon. Uh, Just getting the shit rolls all the way out, you biggie. Do you know what I mean? The creature takes two d six damage on a failed save and half as much, so he takes one d six damage. So roll a d six and tell me what damage you did. Four. Four. Okay. So you 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 just. After watching the dragon kind of like lean down and breathe on Stigveld, yeah, I could do that. And you just lean forward and fire burns out of you and it scorches and singes against the edge of its wings and the kind of the horns coming off its um, its headpiece. And it just, and just like shakes off the fire and just looks a bit peeved. <laughs> right. Um, I've still got a second attack. Yeah. Which is a mind busting three. Three? Oh, you fucking miss. You miss so hard. What's wrong with me? <laughs> What's wrong with me, Capri? What, what is wrong with you, Millicent asks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking dragon. It's a dist- distraction technique. <laughs> <laughs> Capri, you're up. I'd like to use Witch Bolt. Okay. Oh, it's nine to hit. Nope. <laughs> We could have done with that extra thunder wave spell right about now, can't we? Mm. Bless him. I can't do anything else now, can I? You can't do anything else. Shit. So I'm going to get one go then. What's wrong with me? <laughs> right. Yeah. So Stigveld, it's, it's your turn now. So you see your movement's halved and you can use one attack at a time. So I've got... Uh, 15. 15... 15 total or 15, 15 plus? 15 total. 15 total, that doesn't hit. Oh, fuck. What the hell? Um, roll a... Do another con saving throw and try and hope for above 14. Fuck me! Three! Three. So you, you, you could kind of swing, but it's in slow motion. And just... just The dragon's already moved away from you by the time you swing at it. Good. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Millicent looks around and goes, how have you survived this long? <laughs> we have no idea. Really, our toughest fight today, and we're all throwing absolute garbage rolls. <laughs> Scott Sheep is over. <laughs> Treble's going to come back in on his own and be like, guys, hello. <laughs> hello there. Oh. So, um, so Millicent's right. Okay, let me deal with it. She raises her um, her mace in the air again, and um, a brilliant white light comes out, and she casts a spiritual weapon. And what spiritual weapon does is it basically puts a floating weapon 
into the fight as an extra kind of character, so to speak. So, um, would anyone like to decide what this floating weapon looks like? It could be anything you want. <laughs> it was what, what? me, I just had... Does, does it, does, depending on what we choose, well, depending on what... No, it's, it's just like, just it does generic attacks. Oh, I don't know. A big, massive dildo. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> she casts she cast that 20 feet in front of her, which takes it next to the dragon. <laughs> and this. No, I've got, I've got about a, a sting in his uh, fed Ralph. Uh... No. Well, oddly enough, the dildo is better. <laughs> so there's a giant pink swinging cock. <laughs> appears in front of the dragon and it and it, it now it's its turn and it rolls to attack and oh, it gets a four so it just, just flaccid it's just flaccid and got a four skin oh Millicent stood there just holding a mace kind of crossing arms going I didn't expect that to happen <laughs> it's just like in, uh, in Ghostbusters where one of us uh, instantly thinks of yeah, something yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marshmallow Man yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> she's like which one of you thought of a dildo <laughs> demon girl did, did you think of that mm, yeah, but it seemed so harmless <laughs> turns out you were right <laughs> I can't help it I'm drunk <laughs> shouldn't have had that wine it's the dragon's turn. And the dragon is going to uh, use another one of its breath attacks on Millicent. And he is going to use acid breath. The dragon exhales acid in a 40-foot line that is five feet wide. So it goes between Calbo and Capri and hits um, Millicent straight. Um, and that's a DC 14 saving throw for um, Millicent. Uh, oh, she gets plus zero on that as well. Lovely. Uh, and she gets... What the fuck is that? That's a four. Sorry, I can't read this dice that I'm using. Damn you, Sergeant Story. <laughs> so she gets a four, and she will take... Um... Ooh, she will take 40 damage. Whoa. Oh, she's dead. She's not dead, but she's very hurt. She has 10 HP left. I hope you didn't like your face. So so the, the, the acid hits her, and she kind of like crushes her arms across her face, and basically it burns off a lot of the plate armor that's on her and kind of knocks her back a few feet. Good lord. And, and she comes out and kind of everything's kind of steamy. She's like, ah! Oh, fuck. So. Why have you put us in this fight? <laughs> One man <laughs> that, down. That kills all of us. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> Thank God it was her. Well, to be fair, now he's used both of, both of his breath weapons now, so they have to recharge for a little oh, while. Right, so. we need to roll some fucking dice here, people, yeah. and kill this thing. So, um... And it will now turn its attention towards Stigveld, but it's used it, it's used up its moves for this turn. So it's uh, Stigveld, you are... No, no, sorry, Calbo, you're up. Yep, still want to go in for an attack. Go on, see if you can hit him this time. Ooh, 16. 16 plus... Uh, 6. Okay, yeah, that hits. So, uh, yeah, give me some of that damage with your quarterstaff. Two. Two! You must have a plus on that. You sure you got a plus on that? So yes, uh, two plus six. Two, two plus six. You do eight damage to him. Okay, so you you um, as as he turns to look at Stigveld, you just you take you take the um the quarter stuff and you like kind of jam it in one of his in one of the joints in his legs, you know, in that really kind of like dead leg kind of way, and it kind of <laughs> roars at you again. 
Cool. And I've got a second attack. Good cowboy. Who's after me? Uh, Capri's after you. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, because I was going to grapple him, but then how would you attack after that? You use magic and I'd be So trouble, you right? can't grapple him Do because not- he is so big. He, he, you can only grapple things the same size as you. He's nuts. <laughs> no. We've already got a dildo on the field. You're not swinging by his nutsack. <laughs> wow, there's a sentence I think I'd say this weekend. Then I shall repeat with a second quarter staff pack then. Yep, go for it. 17. 17, that hits. Oh, good. That's an idea of what we need to. With a one. Yay! One, one plus, plus six. One plus six. So you do seven damage to it. Okay, so um, again, you, you just, as the. As you kind of jam into his joint and he roars out, and then you just like swing the the other side of the um, quarterstaff up and kind of clock him in his ribs. But I want to follow up with a bonus action. Oh, we going flurry of blows? Yeah. Oh, give me that bonus action. Spend your key point. Yeah. Here we go, guys. Natural twenty. Hey. Oh, you dirty bastard! Give me some of that damage then. So it's just a. Yeah, it's just the one d six plus three. Three plus three is six. Three plus three. Oh, fucking hell, you're, you're doing well now. 79. So you just... Uh, as, that. as it's kind of reeling from the hit to its ribs, you're just going get you kind of, again, punching into the muscle on, it, on its upper leg. They're doing damage. You start to kind of break through the scales, and it's, there's a bit of blood coming out of it. Take that, you fiend. Uh, Capri, you're up now. I'm going to try witch bolt again. Okay. Trace on me. Oh, no. Eight to hit. Nope. Oh, hang on one second. With my bonus action, I read somewhere. Just got it in my notes. Two seconds. You do have. Actually, I'm going to. Bless wouldn't have helped if you. She's ins- inspired. Yeah, does she not get a chance to do that again? No, it's only on attack. So uh, it's it's um, on, on, an, on an attack or on a spell or something. It's a D4 to roll on it, but if you got a 6, a D4 is not going to hit oh, still. Yeah, yeah, okay. Whenever you hit with a flurry of blow attack, I can impose one of the following effects. Oh, yeah, what effect? And I can. I would have. Um, or it can't take okay. a reaction until the end of your next turn. You want to impose that effect? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, the dragon cannot take reactions till the end of its next turn. At the end of my next turn. Yeah, at the end of your next turn. Sorry. I didn't throw my D4 in the previous one. Then that would have hit when it had 15, and then well, presumably if I'd have got three off four. Okay. Um, so I'll make so sure I do it three. Do you want to do anything else in your turn? I'm gonna run <laughs> to. Behind uh, Millicent. Okay. Right, so, uh, Stigveld, you are up, and the dragon is looking at you and is hungry. <sighs> 14. And I can put a d4 on it, yeah? yeah. You can put a d4 on it. Come on, give me a 4. 3, so 17 altogether. That hits? Yes. Excellent. So you swing your axe, and how much damage do you do to this boy? Uh, I'll have to do it in my uh, next go, actually. Because I can do one go, can I? Yeah. Um, D12. something good. A six plus. Uh, four. You're still raging, aren't you? You get plus two on that as well. Plus two, yeah. So, um, so 12. Um, okay, that is that. Um, so you just happen to time it perfectly as even though you missed the last time you were bringing the axe around for a second go just as the dragon's turning towards it and 
it connects with the side of its head and you knock teeth out and blood spurts everywhere. Um, roll me a constitution saving throw again. See if we can get you out of the spell. Fucking bastard. What did you get? 13. 13. Roll your d4. Oh. Plus two. There you go. You... Uh, as that hit as that hit connects you then and you come back to normal speed. So, that was weird so your ability checks are restored and your second action is restored from your next turn are you okay now <laughs> yes do yes. something <laughs> just fucking hit it uh, it is now Millicent's turn and she is um, she is really really hurt <laughs> And she is, she's kind of like on one knee. She's like, <gasps> fuck, that hurt so much. That hurt so much. And she is going to cast, um, now does this need to be, she cast on herself. We yeah. use a healing potion for her. Well, you don't need to because she's going to cast Cure Wounds on herself. Um, and that is going to be D8 plus spell casting ability modifier what the fuck is that and plus three okay so she heals herself for five so she's up to 15 hp now she feels a little bit better but kind of like her skin's still charred and scarred and just like she feels like terrible um and she is going to move just a little bit closer to you just to get away from the dragon she's a little bit kind of upset girl power sure <laughs> it's now the dragon's turn he's going to take another bite at uh, Stigveld leave me alone you have just hit it in the face with an axe um, in fact no he's not, he's not going to use but he's going to use a claw attack um, which he gets a 15 plus 7 so he gets 22 yeah that hits uh, and he does 11 damage with that oh so he just kind of reach as his kind of head comes back down from the hit before he kind of reaches forward and swipes at your stomach and just kind of cuts across your skin. And he kind of okay. I'll be I'll be fine. And then he's going to knock turn. its head off. Oh shit! Actually, I didn't. I forgot to do the magic weapon that um, Millicent put down, so that's going to attack as well. The dildo is going to have another <laughs> shot at it. Uh, and he gets a three. So no, again, the dildo... wobbling <laughs> and waving just blindly. Mill- Millicent's like, no, 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 and like raising her hands. Oh, go on, good, hit him, hit him. What the fuck is that thing up there? <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> as the dragon's just finished its turn, it's going to turn back towards them. Um... Uh, but it's now your turn, Cowboy. I'm going to attack, but it's with a five, which is plus whatever it was, the thingy, the blessing that we got. So we'll roll a d4. Well, did you get a five, did you say? I did. And so you get a five plus six normally, yeah? What's your, what's your attack bonus on your on your character sheet? Uh, I need to put uh, flashcards out for you so you remember what your numbers are. Just have it there in front of you. I was on a different page. Why? Uh, plus six. So you get a five plus six. So even if you roll a full four on your d4, you're not going to hit its armor class. You've missed again. But I do have a second follow up. Yep. I'm going to attack again. A fucking wondrous two. Excellent. So you just God swing twice me. wildly in the air. You're going um, to do something. 
<laughs> Capri, do you want another go? <laughs> so I started blasting, and I'm going to go in with, <laughs> go in with an Eldritch Blast. Okay, go and on then, roll the hit. hit. I got 15. Yes, but yeah, do you want to roll your triangle? Your d4? Two. That hits. <laughs> oh, five damage. Five damage. It's better than nothing. <laughs> so you, Capri starts blasting, and these <laughs> these hits just kind of like glancing off the side of its head. Best <laughs> you can, but it's not doing a lot of damage, but it is having some effect it's on him. It's distracting him at least. <laughs> Stick is this dragon particularly bothered by us at this point? It, it, it's irritated. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's not, you know when you're sat in a beer garden there's like kind of a wasp around you and you're just getting annoyed by it just won't leave you alone can't you talk it down and you're like some kind of dragon language yeah do you know what I mean <laughs> leave me we're not here for you um, I'm going to go into um, frenzy oh okay so that gives me three goes right go for it do some damage an extra go a bonus go so that one misses that one hits that is a 16 plus Whatever I get on that, doesn't matter, okay. does it? Yeah. So that's the first one with me axe. Uh, yeah, so roll me all three of your attacks first, and then we'll do the damage. Okay, so the last one is... Oh, uh, 13 plus 7. So, yeah, that hits, doesn't it? Yep. So I've got two attacks. Excellent. Okay, so roll me two sets of damage with, with your frenzy and rage bonuses. So, 8 plus... Oh, yes! For, uh, 16. 16 total or 16? No, 8 plus 16. Oh, shit. So, 32. I got 12. Oh, 24. I got 12. Wow. And I got plus 4. I get plus 4 on it, so... Uh, okay. You've just done a huge chunk of damage to it, so... Yes, big world. We're going to give you an anime attack here, and we're just going to say that you just... You just kind of... Leap up in the air, whack it, swing, swing wildly. Its head moves to the side. You run up its back. You stab it in the neck once, and then you jump up and come down with the axe, smashing several of the spikes off its back, and then you kind of landing back where you started. Ah, that was I glorious. Felt, I felt good. <laughs> and Millicent is just good, just like in the corner. She's very happy with what you've done. Um, you and need she, to show me how to do that. Stigfeld <laughs> <laughs> just flashes her a, a little muscle pose. Uh, and she is going to try and cast. Uh, I can't remember. Did I get any offensive spells? Um, why didn't I get any offensive spells? Okay, she's going to try and cast hold person on the dragon. So hold person at second level. Um, uh, what do I need to do? Choose a human. Oh fuck, that's a humanoid. Okay, we'll ignore that one then. That's not going to work. So she is then instead going to cast. Okay, she is going to cast um, aid um, three creatures within range and what is the range 30 feet so she is going to cast aid on Capri and Calbo because Stigveld is too far away um, and she's going to raise her mace up in the air white magic is going to come out of it and both of your hit points increase by 5 please just kill this thing <laughs> she's getting irritated with us um, and spiritual weapon is going to she's going to wave at the dildo to try and attack again why are you making me say these things <laughs> uh, and that is going to hit finally 
And it does... What does spiritual weapon do? It does... I think it's a D8 of damage. Uh, 1d8 plus spellcast modifier, so that's 1d8 plus 3. Uh, and that is going to do 8 damage to it. Um, so the, the dildo just kind of floats up into the middle of the air and just <laughs> smacks it across the face. <laughs> this is quite bizarre. And the dragon is just like, oh, what? <laughs> kind of in his own head, but you know, you, you can understand that he's doing that because you can speak Draconic, Piggy. But uh, he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. And it's the dragon's turn, and he's going to um, attack Calbo. I can speak draconic. Me and you could have conversations in. Really? You, yeah, we could have private conversation. Okay, and it is so. It is going. It, it is now pissed off, having been humiliated by a dildo to the face. Again, sentences, um, and it is going to multi-attack you, Calbo. So that is makes three attacks: one with its bite, and two with its claws. So, first of all, the bite attack. Um, which he gets a 15 on. Does that yep. hit you? Yep. And then two claw attacks. One which is a 10. And one which is a 7. So it doesn't hit with the claw attack, so it's nope. just, just a bite attack that hits you. Yep. Uh, and that is... So it does another 15 damage to you, so it just kind of bites into your chest. 15? 15. One five. I'm going to need some really soon. <laughs> <laughs> How much HP have you got left? Eight. Oh, oh shit. Four. I think you should, <laughs> should use one of your turns to take your potion. So, right? yeah, it, it kind of bites into your chest and kind of shakes you around a little bit like a dog with a toy. <laughs> and it spits you back to the ground. You're covered in kind of blood and saliva. Oh, God. Calbo. And it is now your turn, Calbo. Oh. Looking worse for word, friend. <laughs> It is my patient. And how does the patient work again? Uh, you roll a d8, and you get that amount of hit points back. What's that? It? Sucks. Are you now saying we should have bought more potions? Yeah, but you could have bought. A, you could have looked for greater potions, but they would have cost you a lot of gold. Well, uh, yeah, but I spent all my gold on a sneaking potion. I didn't fucking need. <laughs> you wanted a sneaking potion yeah, because I thought because we were on a stealth mission. Uh, six. Six. So you give yourself six HP back. So, um, you, also, you know, you do have the option to move away from the fucking dragon. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> you don't just have to stand... But I can't in... really do much from a distance either, can I? No, so. but you don't have to stand in front of it and tank hits because it's going to have a turn before you do. Don't you can always move back closer to it. But if I hit it, I can stun it, so it wouldn't be a problem. Why haven't you hit it before? Why haven't you stunned it since? Because I forgot I had stun it. <laughs> But I've noticed it's there, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've got that. Have we never used it before? <laughs> because my last hit's missed, I couldn't use it. Okay, fine, well, you stay where you are. <laughs> I've still got another move there, haven't I? So I can. Yeah, you still got another action. So if I hit it this time. If. <laughs> Fucking natural one! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously! Sergeant Story, I'm posting these back to you, motherfucker. Let's <laughs> curse them. Maybe just going to end up listening back to this and just be like, fuck's sake. <laughs> can I move away? Yes, you can move away. Thanks. Though. You just move your, like, kind of like 20 feet. Can backwards. I go back to Movis? No. <laughs> You're still in Movis. Caprice, your turn. I'd like to use uh, Chill Touch on him, please. Okay. Um, and to hit, I got 19. That hits. Give me some damage. Damage. Oh. Ten. Ten. 
Okay, so you you hit the dragon. You, again, throw your hand forward, and this time just kind of like huge icicles just kind of go um, leave your hand and kind of pierce into his wings and <laughs> pierce across him. The dragon's starting to kind of like froth at the mouth and blood's coming out, and he's starting to look really hurt. And I think he... <coughs> On a hit, the target takes... Can't regain hit points until the start of my next turn. Oh, excellent. Not that this dragon can heal, but great. Yeah, just in case he had a potion his, uh, <laughs> in his, his pocket. <laughs> um, Stigveld, you're up. Can Millicent heal yes. me? Yes. Uh-huh. a cleric. How many of the... Um, do we have any crossbow bolts? Because we're, we're, we're not using stuff like encumbrance or ammunition, so yeah, you've got crossbow bolts. I'm thinking maybe I could chuck my crossbow over to Biggie, to Calbo, and you could fire at it from a distance. Or the swearing one. Crossest bow. Yeah. <laughs> just for the. I could lend you the crossest, the crossest bow for the time being, so you don't have to get too close to it. At least then you can attack it. So that'll be a move, though, to do that one, won't it? Yeah, that, we'll, take that, we'll take that as an action. You would basically have to throw. Do a dexterity roll just to make sure that you can throw it in the right direction at him. Knock me out. 11. 11. Uh, it it lands about five feet away from him, so he's going to have to move to get to it, but it's uh, like in front of him. Take this, Calbo. You'll be able to fire it from a distance. Thank you, my friend. Also, just for your reference, it's plus five on hit DC and 1D, 8 plus 2. That's just a standard crossbow. Yeah. So, what was that? Make a note of that. It's plus five on your hit DC. Yeah. And then it's 1d8 plus 2. See you. Thank you. Right, so on to my axe. See if I can get these next two. So are you still in frenzy, are you? Oh, you're still in frenzy until... So you um, turn it off. Yep. <laughs> Do you ever sit down and a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you just stay into it till your rage goes off, but considering I'm attacking. Yeah. So, uh, I got 19 on the roll, so... That... Yeah, that, that hits the first one. And 14 plus 7. Yep, that hits. So I will hopefully do some more damage. Yeah. This roll is a f- nine. Nine plus... Nine plus seven. Nine plus seven. Okay, so you, again, swing swing the axe twi- twice across him, and, like, he's looking really hurt. There are huge chunks of his scales come off. There is blood all over the place. It's roaring. It's kind of limping. It's really, really injured at this point. Ah, come on, let's finish this thing off. It's hurt. Um, and Millicent is going to use... Um, which one of her healing spells is she going to use? She's going to use Prayer of Healing on Calbo. Okay. Um, and that is 2d8. The Spellcast and Ability Modify, which is plus 3. Uh, 13 hit points she heals you for and so she gets down on one knee and um, hold, holds the uh, the mace at an angle and again white magic comes out of it and Cowboy you just feel invigorated as your hit points come back up thank you child you're welcome three till bless you um, and it is now the dragon no no she has the spiritual weapon <laughs> uh, that that's going to try and hit I get a natural twenty. Yes, <laughs> the dragon on the on the on the on the dragon. Uh, and okay, so uh, the dildo is going to kill the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. 
Would would someone like to describe how this dildo is going to end this dragon's existence? Oh, the butt. <laughs> so the dildo is going to go through its butt, go all the way through its body, and out through its head and, and through its brain. <laughs> And so, nice. it, so, so it, it does that. The, the, the dildo fires <laughs> up that. into its arse, <laughs> and the, the dragon kind of convulses and screams and roars and kind of blows acid around the around the top of the room, causing the chain on the um, <laughs> on the chandelier to break and come crashing down on its head as the um, dildo emerges <laughs> from its forehead. <laughs> and Millicent just stands there, kind of holding her finger up, going, uh, "It's a unicorn." Impressive as that was, I don't think I want to see that again. She kind of waves a hand a little bit, and the and, and the magical dildo disappears. <laughs> and Nelson then kind of turns to you. Is, is this is this normal for you guys? I think the dildo did more damage than any of us. And she said, "Okay, I assume you've got what you need. Can we do my thing now?" Uh, yeah, I want to do one thing before we leave. Which is? Don't teabag it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like to take some of its teeth and scales to fashion into some weapons. Yes. And armor, please. Go ahead. Um, roll a survival check. Uh, it's probably the closest thing to the, the kind of that. Yes, natural 20 plus 4. Natural 20, you'll, you'll get exactly as much as you want out of it. Oh, amazing. Um, everyone, does everyone want a dragon tooth dagger? Oh, go on then. Yeah, so oh, how much should we take? Can you just carry the body back? No, he can't carry the no. body back. This thing's enormous. You're gonna have to obviously gadget? have to add it into my throw it. Well, you tell me, gadget, how much um, I can okay, have you, for you... in terms of my weight. Right. Okay. You'll you, you'll be able to take ten teeth and uh, twenty scales. Don't forget, there's potentially um, stuff that we can grab on the way out, but we're not doing it like in Canberra, are we? No, we're not doing encumbrance. Oh, we're not? Okay, that's fine. I've got carrying capacity. I've got loads of my carrying capacity. Yeah, no, no, so. we're not doing encumbrance because it's just a pain in the arse to manage. I would like to run over and um, uh, teabag it. <laughs> okay, uh, roll to teabag. <laughs> give, me, give me just a d20 roll. 10 teeth. 13. You you, you you rip the side of your pants against one of its teeth, but you do manage to f- successfully teabag. <laughs> that, we call that a clam slam. Clam slam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, um, yeah, M- Millicent kind of look looks at the uh, at the gate, that kind of shut it down, and she kind of starts to pull it. Is it giant man? Can you help me with this? Yes, sure. Comes over and she, together the two of you, you kind of manage to lift the gate back up, and um, you, she, kind of ushers you all out, and you, you all kind of head back up to the prison level, and then you head back up to the mezzanine, and she takes you up towards the northeast corner. We do we smash the thing that she wanted? No, no, you didn't. oh good. <laughs> <laughs> and she um and, and she leads you over to, to the corner. In the northeast corner, there is a cabinet there which has a stuffed bugbear, which is a, a, a giant goblin. Um, and it's it's kind of like you know you know how you know how Americans have those stuffed bears that look like they're roaring, yeah. same kind of thing, just with a gob, hairy goblin. <laughs> and she goes, "Hold on a minute." Um, and she she looks over to you, Calbo, and says, "Can I borrow your quarter staff, please?" Sure. What for? And she takes it out of your hand and she just pushes it against the glass and just taps it, and the glass shatters silently. 
and hands it back to you. Can't do it with metal. You can do that with wood. Um, and she kind of steps behind it, uh, behind the bugbear. And uh, Capri, do you want to roll me in, um, an insight check? Or oh, perception check, rather. Sorry. <clears throat> Nine. Nine. You kind of see her footling around. You can hear like a scraping of, of um, brick. And then you hear a clunk of a brick. Mm. Found it. Yes, it was here. Exactly. And she comes back out and she's holding a wrap, a leather wrap, about yay big. Um, and she says, okay, this is what I needed. If we can get somewhere quiet, I can do what I need and then you can take the rest of it. Oh, should we go back up to the original floor? Yeah, you go to the warehouse. Miss something. Should have taken some dragon. No, I, well. actually, wait, because there was on the mezzanine, there's, or there was that dagger and stuff, wasn't there? Which sticks up. Okay. I've already got that, yeah. Original floor, then? Yeah. Um, can we go back? No, it doesn't matter. Missed the chance. I was just looking, uh, well, I was looking to see an inventory thing. It says dragon, dragon's blood is something, but I'm not sure what you can use in it. I just thought. You did, you did get a natural 20, so we can see you got like a vial of dragon's blood. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> okay, so. Um, can you take two? Then don't push it. <laughs> so I'm going to swap it, but try and tend to the wizard that I've given him the potion, but it'll be the vial of dragon's blood. I can smell it, though. That'll be deceiving. <laughs> I don't think we should. I'll let, I'll let you deal with that one later. <laughs> so you um you come out to the warehouse at the top. It's still dark. It's still quiet. Um, it's basically exactly as you left the place, even down to kind of the footsteps in the dust. And she um she 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 takes you over towards where the, the kind of the kitchen area is and just put puts the wrap down on the table. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> Settle down. It's been a long journey to get this. And she opens up the wrap. And opens it, and you see a deck of tarot-looking cards. Which I have with me. Oh, excellent! And she, she, she said, "Do you know what this is?" I could do an in, uh, investigation. Arcana check. Arcana check. Thirteen. Thirteen. You've seen something very similar to this before. Um. You are aware of the concept of a deck of many things. And a deck of many things is a mag- legendary magical item. It is a deck of cards where, where the best and worst of existence can happen from them. They are, and to use them, and she starts explaining this all to you, and to, to use them, you need to declare how many cards you want to take. And whatever happens, happens. But Threetal is with me. I know it. There is one card in here, the wish card, which will allow me to bring back my people and bring back the people who were wronged by that monster Ashclade. And I can just, Mm. I can bring myself back into the world and with my friends and my family, I can take it. And she holds up the deck and says, you may take it once I'm done with it. Three is with me. I only need one card. And she looks at the deck, just starting at this point, completely ignoring you. This is you, you get the impression this has been exactly what she's been looking for for a very long time. And she just says to the deck, deck of many things, I will draw one card from you. And it kind of emits a, just a faint glow to say it, it's active. And she run, runs her hand over the top. Three till bless me, three till bless me, three till bless me. She pulls the top card. She gets the void. And the card catches up in fire and a look of fear runs in her eyes. And then she collapses. Oh. 
Oh, fucking okay. hell. Whoa. And Capri, do you want to just roll another... Um, roll a history check for me. Fifteen. You recall the Void card sends this character's soul to some other desolate location, leaving her body in a catatonic state, requiring the adventuring party to find a way to request to re- recover the soul, should they choose. Oh, God. And the deck just sits on the table in front of you. If we could take her back to Quattro's. <clears throat> she helped us. We should help her. Mm-hmm. Yes. A dildo did finish off the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. I try to put dramatic moments in view, people. I try. I hope your chest hurts right now, (laughs) Steve. Oh, God. Right, we'll just take her with us for now anyway. We can deal with your side later, I guess. Put her in your pocket. Throw her over my shoulder. <laughs> if not, then, you know, we can bury her properly or whatnot. Well, she's still alive. Is she? Yeah, yeah so the, the, the body's alive. Oh, okay. Her soul has been sent somewhere else. All right, okay. Because it's basically another quest, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we'll take her with us. We can so, put her somewhere safe. You, Stigveld, you, you, you sling um, the slightly charred and entirely limp body of Millicent over your shoulder. Can we f- look for the wish card? You have to draw the cards. So you can't... If you, if you if you turn over and look at the cards, it doesn't work. You have to basically draw them at random. Um, You're welcome to take a draw of the cards if you want. What else is... Death's one of them, right? You will need... I'll tell you what, Biggie. If you can roll me above 15 on a history check, I'll tell you what all the cards are. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Seven. They're cards. <laughs> they are. Pretty cards. <laughs> I don't, oh, oh, there's part of me that's like, yeah, let's fuck around with this and see where it goes. And there's part of me going, no, like... Okay, I, 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 will t- I will tell you straight up, there are no cards that will straight up kill you. Okay. Okay. Um, there are cards that will give you incredible bonuses, but there are also cards that will give you incredible negatives. Now, Millicent has drawn one of the worst cards, the Void. So that one isn't in the deck anymore. There aren't. There's only one repeat card in there, and I think that's a good one. So it's up to you. you, you you're all kind of stood around with Stigveld with Millicent's body over his shoulder, just kind of staring at this deck on the table. You can decide if you want to do something with it, or you can save it for later at any point. The cards by themselves, unless you tell it you're drawing from it, they aren't dangerous, they won't do anything. And you can look them over. How long does the effect last for? Um, depends on the card. In the case of the Void, until you find her. So, but if there was one that gave you special attributes, how long would they last? Permanently. Oh. Let's, uh, we just take, them with us let's take these cards with us too as well. They might come in handy. And um, I had a thought, maybe we shouldn't take her to Quattro's. Maybe we should take her to that grumpy wizard. Grumpy but nice wizard. Because we're not sure about Quattro, really, are we? Mm, I'm still not sure. Look at the family it comes it comes from. <laughs> so, Oodles is constantly like trying to trick us. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. And Proserpine doesn't trust him. No, 
we need to find we need to go back to Proserpine actually, don't we? Find out what he knows. So as you kind of step through the warehouse and back towards the crate um that you came in from, you all suddenly realise that Quattro never gave you an exit plan. I was just thinking that. And so ends this, this episode of Two Dragons Dream Scorching. Oh. I'm generally thinking that when we're going back through, I was like, we got back to the kitchen. I was like, how do we get out? We were meant to just get back in the crate and get taken away again. It's like, well, so, well yeah. done, everybody. We need to work on our exit strategies as well. <laughs> yeah. can, can I also point out that the um, the chandelier was supposed to be the biggest hint for you for the dragon fight? That was a one shot kill. Oh, fuck a duck. You've been listening to Stig as Stigveld, Candy Machine as Capri Smitty, Biggie as Cowboy Grey Merkin, myself Gadget as your DM, and Oodles, who couldn't be with us for this recording, plays Treble O'Clef. You can follow us on Twitter at Scorcheap, and you can find all of our social links on there, as well as the Modern Escapism Discord, where you can join our lovely and active community. We have a Patreon. For £5 a month, you can get ad-free early access to all episodes, the ability to suggest items and NPCs for the campaign, artwork, character sheets, and plenty of other bonuses. Head over to patreon.com forward slash modernescapism to join in. And if you want to support our other podcast, join the Big E Bundle for £7.50 a month to get everything in one convenient, low, low payment. The final episode of Season 1 drops to patrons on Wednesday the 15th of December and for everyone else on Friday the 17th of December. After that, we're taking a little break for the holidays, but we'll be back in late January. But I'm running a special one-shot set in this world as a little treat to tide you lovely folks over, and you can be involved. We're looking for up to four listeners to join in this one-shot and help bridge the gap between Season 1 and Season 2 of this adventure. It doesn't matter if you've never played D&D before or if you're a regular Matt Mercer, we want to hear from you. Email scorchsheep at gmail.com or send me a message on my personal Twitter at GadgetAppBit. We'll be recording between Christmas and New Year, so don't wait around. Join us next time for the season one finale of Do Dragon's Dream of Scorch Sheep. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.